Well, hi there, and welcome back to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, and in this hour, we're going to listen to more than a dozen female singers with some of their best songs from the 40s and 50s. Some of these songs are happy, some are sad, but every one of them involves love in one way or another. We'll hear from Betty Hutton, Judy Garland, Connie Francis, Mary Ford, Edie Gourmet, Brenda Lee, and more. Some of the songs themselves have interesting stories, and on that note, I'm just going to start right out with a song written by Cole Porter, one of the greatest songwriters of the 20th century. The song is called, I Get a Kick Out of You. And Cole Porter wrote it for a 1934 Broadway musical called, Anything Goes. Now, when he wrote this song, Cole Porter was obviously having a lot of fun putting in as many rhymes as he could. You'll hear this line, flying too high with some guy in the sky is my idea of nothing to do. And about 30 seconds into this recording, you'll hear another verse that starts out, some like that perfume from Spain. I'm sure that if I took even one sniff, that would bore me terrifically too. Well, there's an interesting historical note about the song. Cole Porter's original lyrics for the Broadway musical went like this. Some get a kick from cocaine, and if I took even one sniff, etc. But when the Broadway musical was made into a movie two years later, the lyrics had to conform to a Hollywood code of the time, so a kick from cocaine was changed to that perfume from Spain. The song's been covered many times, but here's what Dinah Shore did with it. I get no kick from champagne Mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all So tell me why should it be true that I get a kick out of you Some like that perfume from Spain I'm sure that if I took even one sniff That would bore me terrifically too Yet I get a kick out of you I get a kick every time I see you're standing there before me I get a kick though it's clear to me you obviously don't adore Get no kick in a plane Flying too high With some guy in the sky Is my idea of nothing to do Still I get a kick out of you 
I get no kick in a plane Flying too high with some guy in the Dinah Shore, who was one of the most popular singers of the mid-20th century. The name Dinah Shore is pretty familiar, but I'll bet not very many people recognize the name Elizabeth June Thornburg. Elizabeth was born in 1921 in Battle Creek, Michigan, and her early life hardly suggested her future as an entertainer who would be recognized around the world in movies, on the stage, on television. That career wasn't handed to her exactly on a silver platter. Her father left the family when she was just a baby, and soon after that he committed suicide, leaving Elizabeth along with her alcoholic mother and her older sister, to scrape out a living performing in the family's speakeasy, starting when she was only three. Well, that kept them on the run from police, and the family eventually wound up in Detroit. When she was a teenager, Elizabeth started singing with some local bands, and she later landed a few musical gigs for Warner Brothers. At one point, Elizabeth June Thornburg changed her name to... Betty Hutton, the name she used in more than two dozen movies and her own television show. One of her movies came out in 1947 and featured her singing this song, I Wish I Didn't Love You So. Wish I didn't love you 
Betty Hutton, and one of the great love songs from the 1940s. Well, up next are two more great love songs from the war era, wrapped up into a medley of You'll Never Know and No Love, No Nothing. Both were sung by Alice Fay, and she introduced them in two separate 1943 movies. You'll Never Know is from the film Hello, Frisco, Hello, and the song won an Academy Award. No Love, No Nothing is from the movie The Gang's All Here. Well, Alice Fay was born in New York City in 1915, and by the time she was 16 years old, she had already landed a part in a Broadway musical called George White's Scandals. Three years later, when that musical was made into a movie, Fay, she was just 19, wound up with the movie's lead female role. The sheet music for You'll Never Know sold more than a million copies. The Armed Forces Radio Network commissioned Alice Fay to record those two songs for distribution around the world to U.S. troops. And I think it's a pretty good guess that when the troops heard Alice Fay sing You'll Never Know and No Love, No Nothing, they were hoping their wives and girlfriends back home shared the sentiments of that song, those two songs. Irving Berlin once said he would choose Alice Fay over any other singer to introduce his songs. I find it pretty hard to imagine any higher compliment a singer could get, so let's take a listen to the voice and style he admired so much. Here's Alice Fay. You'll never know just how much I miss you You'll never know just how much I care And if I tried I still couldn't hide My love for you You ought to know for haven't I told you so A million or more times You went away And my heart went with you I speak your name In my every prayer If there is some other way 
to prove that I love you I swear I don't know how You'll never know if you don't know now No love, no nothing Until my baby comes home No sir, no nothing As long as baby must roam I promised him I'd wait for him Till even Hades froze Oh, I'm lonesome, heaven knows But what I said still goes No love, no nothing And that's a promise I'll keep No fun with no one I'm getting plenty of sleep My heart's on strike And though it's like an empty honeycomb No love, no sir No nothing till my baby comes home If there is some other way to prove that I love you, I swear I don't know how. You'll never know if you don't know now. That's Alice Faye, and I just gotta say, that voice is so warm and rich, I just want to hear more from her. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today we're concentrating on female vocalists, and still ahead are Edie Gourmet, Connie Francis, Patsy Cline, and more. You're gonna like the rest of this show. Another successful female singer was born Iris Colleen Summers, a nice enough name, certainly but it was later later shortened into a more recognizable stage name. Iris was one of seven children. She had three brothers and three sisters, and all of them grew up to become musicians. Their father was a Nazarene minister and painting contractor, and the family, while it was based in Los Angeles, spent lots of time traveling across the country singing gospel songs, preaching at revival meetings. When she was in junior high school, Iris won a talent contest in Pasadena, California, and one of the judges at that contest was a young woman named Judy Garland. Well, soon after that, Iris and a friend decided music was their future, so they dropped out of school to pursue music, but they ended up with jobs as attendants in movie theaters. Well, by the 40s, Iris had landed some gigs at various radio stations and on network shows, and she met the legendary guitar player Les Paul in 1945, 
They started performing together in 1946. Les Paul is said to have chosen her stage name after looking through a telephone book for a name that would be nearly as short as his. The winning entry was Mary Ford. Les Paul and Mary Ford became husband and wife in 1949, and in the early 50s, the two of them had 16 hits in the top 10. Here's one of them, called The World is Waiting for the Sunrise. Ford from 1951. A lot of great guitar playing in there from Les Paul, too. And that song, by the way, was originally written in 1918. It's been covered more than a hundred times. Well, I mentioned Judy Garland as one of the judges in a talent show who identified Mary Ford as a winner. And in 2004, the American Film Institute listed the top 100 songs from 20th century movies. Number one on that list was Judy Garland singing Over the Rainbow from the 1939 movie The Wizard of Oz. Judy Garland also snagged the number 11 spot on that list for this song from a 1954 movie called A Star is Born, starring Judy Garland and James Mason. It's called The Man That Got Away. The night is bitter, the stars have lost their glitter, the winds grow colder, 
suddenly you're older and all because of the man that got away Judy Garland from 1954 and her movie, A Star is Born. What a legacy that woman left. If you're just joining us, this is 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. And this hour, we're filling it up with females singing popular love songs. Our next song is sort of a plea for a lover to make it happen. The song is called Make Love to Me, and it was composed by a team of eight songwriters. Now, why it took eight people to write this is a mystery to me. The melody of this came from a 1923 song called The Tin Roof Blues. Joe Stafford recorded this song in December 1953, and the following year her record made it 
to number one on the Billboard charts. I remember hearing it quite a few times when I was a kid. Take me in your arms and never let me go. Whisper to me softly while the moon is low. Hold me close and tell me what I want to know. Say it to me gently, let the sweet talk flow. Come a little closer, make love to me. Kiss me once again before we say goodnight. Take me in your loving arms and squeeze me tight. Put me in a mood so I can dream all night. Everybody's sleeping, so it's quite alright. Come a little closer, make love to me. When you're near, so help me, dear. Chills run up my spine. Don't you know I love you so? I won't be happy till you're mine. When I'm in your arms, you give my heart a treat. Everything about you is so doggone sweet Every time we kiss you make my life complete Baby doll, you know you swept me off my feet Now's the time to tell you Stafford from 1954. I hope you're enjoying these songs and stories. The main reason I like doing this show is so we can enjoy some music that maybe we haven't heard in a while, and I'm hoping to introduce you to some performers and music that may be new to you. I'm finding some that are new to me. As you can tell, I like to share stories of the songwriters and performers behind the music, and ideally, this will all encourage us, and I certainly include myself in this, to find more music that we didn't realize we'd like. So now let's turn to one of the great jazz singers, Anita O'Day, and I can give you a brief version of her story. Life threw a whole lot of obstacles in the way of Anita O'Day. When she was seven years old, a surgeon who was taking out her tonsils accidentally snipped off part of her soft palate and that limited what she could do vocally for the rest of her life. Over the years, she suffered from ill health, several failed marriages, alcoholism, heroin addiction, and a drug-related jail sentence. After that sentence, O'Day decided she would do whatever it took to overcome that heroin addiction, 
and after a tough year, she did just that. Despite all these challenges, Anita O'Day became a successful singer in the big band era of the 40s. She won some prestigious awards and continued performing well into the 60s. Here she is with a familiar jazz standard called Just One of Those Things. It was just one of those things Just one of those crazy flings One of those bells that now and then rings Just one of those things It was just one of those nights Just one of those fabulous flights Trip to the moon and got some mirror wings Just one of those things If we thought of it of the end of it When we started painting the town We'd have been aware That our love affair was too hot Not to cool down So goodbye dear Amen Here's the hoping we meet now and then Twas great fun But it was just one of those things thought of it about the end of it when we started painting the town we'd have been aware that our love affair was too hot not to cool down so goodbye Anita O'Day, backed by the orchestra of Billy May. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s, and this time we're focusing on female vocalists who provided so much great music. And now the story of Kay Starr, who was a pop, country, and jazz singer in the 40s and 50s. She was born on an Indian reservation in Oklahoma as Catherine Laverne Starks. The family moved to Dallas, where she got her musical start in a pretty unusual way when she was about six years old, serenading chickens that her mom took care of. Well, I don't know how the word got around, but by the time she was seven, she began singing on local radio stations. I guess maybe those chickens had some, uh, some pull. When she was a teenager, she was discovered by some prominent band leaders, including Glenn Miller. She got her name shortened to a stage name of K-Star thanks to a Memphis radio station that noticed that was how her fans seemed to be referring to her. Two of K-Star's recordings, Wheel of Fortune and The Rock and Roll Waltz, were number one hits in the early 50s, and I remember hearing this one, If You Love Me, many times on the radio when I was young. The song made it to number four. If 
the sun should tumble from the sky if the sea should suddenly run dry if you love me really love me let it happen i won't care if a dream i build should fall apart i can still be smiling with my heart if you love me really love me let it happen darling i won't care shall i catch a shooting star i can bring it where you are if you'll only say you care star from 1954 and I learned that Billie Holiday who was arguably one of the finest jazz singers of the 20th century once wrote that K-Star was the only white woman capable of singing the blues. Well next here's another song written by Cole Porter. It's called De Lovely. This piece was written for the 1936 musical Red Hot and Blue and it was introduced by Bob Hope and Ethel Mervyn. I remember a 1950s radio commercial for DeSoto Cars that used this tune and changed the words to It's De Lovely, It's Dynamic, It's DeSoto. You can find that if you do a search on YouTube. Well, It's De Lovely has been covered many times. This one was recorded in the mid-50s by Jerry Southern, a performer who just seemed to have music woven into her DNA. Southern was born in a small town in Nebraska, and started playing the piano when she was three. She started playing classical piano when she was six. She began her performing career at the Blackstone Hotel in Omaha, then traveled with a U.S. Navy recruiting tour in World War II, and later worked in Chicago clubs, where she once played the piano for Anita O'Day. 
Here she is with Cole Porter's It's De Lovely. The night is young, the skies are clear, and if you want to go walking, dear, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's de lovely. I understand the reason why you're sentimental and so am I. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's de lovely. You can tell at a glance what a swell night this is for romance. You can hear dear Mother Nature murmuring low. Let yourself go, so please be sweet, my chickadee. And when I kiss you, just say to me, It's delightful, it's delicious, it's delovely. And when I kiss you, just say to me, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's delectable, it's delirious, it's dilemma, it's deluxe, it's delovely. Some great backup band and piano there on that song by Jerry Southern who died in 1991, just one day shy of her 65th birthday. As I mentioned earlier, every song in this show involves love in one form or another. It's De Lovely is about love in its wonderful, happy stage. But in love, unfortunately, things can go wrong. And in the rest of today's show, we're going to hear about that. Heartbreaks are tough, but they've given us some great music. And for our first example, we turn to the great singer Patsy Cline. Cline's career was cut short by a tragic plane crash, but she left us with a lot of music to remember her by. Patsy Cline never sang with anything less than her whole heart, and her very first number one Billboard hit was about the painful and never-ending loss of a love. It's called I Fall to Pieces. you 
Patsy Klein from 1961, her very first number one hit. Okay, for our next example of love that's gone south, um, can we even say that without offending people who live in the south? Why is going south so awful? I suppose we could say love that's turned sour, but sometimes sour is good, isn't it? You wouldn't want a sickly sweet lemon, would you? Well, let's revise this to Love That's Gone Bad. Okay, for Love That's Gone Bad, we'll turn to Edie Gourmet. Now, Gourmet was born to Jewish immigrant parents in Manhattan. She graduated from high school in 1946 in a class that also included Stanley Kubrick, who went on to become a celebrated film director and screenwriter. Gourmet was good at languages, and she took a job as an interpreter for the United Nations, but she wanted to sing. And before too long, she got some gigs with a couple of big bands and started making recordings in the early 50s. Gourmet had her own TV show for a while, and after she and Steve Lawrence were married, they often recorded songs together. As a matter of fact, they appeared on the original Tonight Show with Steve Allen. Even though she and Steve Lawrence apparently were happy as a couple to the very end, Edie Gourmet managed to convey a ton of heartache as she made this 1957 recording of a longtime jazz standard, When Your Lover Has Gone.
Edie Gourmet. When she died at the age of 84 in 2013, the New York Times wrote an obituary that described her as the voice of sophisticated pop, and she was. Well, now on this little trip down memory lane, I'm going to take us back to the summer of 1960, a time I remember quite well. That's when I took my very first long-distance train trip across the country from Seattle to Detroit. I had my trusty transistor radio with me, and I remember rolling across the prairies listening to a song that was number one on the hit parade that July. Brenda Lee's haunting apology for something, we never learn exactly what it is, but it's an indication that, as she says, love was blind and I was too blind to see. The song has a very simple title, I'm Sorry. Brenda Lee and her big number one hit from the summer of 1960. Well, we're closing this show with songs about love that's gone wrong, and we've got time for just one more song, but it's a good one, and there's a story behind it. The woman who sang the song grew up in New Jersey in the 1940s, and with encouragement from her father, she started singing and playing the accordion in local talent contests starting when she was just four years old. 
When she was in her teens, she auditioned for Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts show, and Godfrey told her she should do two things. First, she should give up the accordion, and second, she should change her name from Conchetta Rosa Maria Franco Nero to Connie Francis. Well, that seems like pretty good advice to me. Connie Francis definitely had a talent for singing, but by the mid to late 50s, her career just wasn't going anywhere. The first time any one of her records even made it onto the Billboard Hot 100 chart, it was a duet with Marvin Rainwater, the song peaked at only number 93. Things just weren't looking good. By that time, Connie Francis was fed up with singing, and she was thinking of going to New York University, which had offered her a full four-year scholarship and maybe going into medicine. But in the fall of 1957, she still had to finish out her contract with MGM Records to record ten singles. The studio had told her it was not going to renew the contract after those were done. So in her final recording session, with only one more song to do, she finally walked up to the microphone and sang a song that she disliked intensely, and the rest is history. Early in 1958, Who's Sorry Now? made its debut on the Dick Clark American Bandstand TV show. Soon it sold a million copies. Now when you listen to this song, ask yourself, is this a singer who's just going through the motions in order to finish a contractual obligation? Or are you hearing somebody who's pouring out her heart and giving it everything she's got? Try to warn you, son. 
Connie Francis, with the song that, even though she hated it at first, rescued her singing career and changed her life. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these great female vocalists from the past. Next week, we're going to do a similar show focusing on male singers from the 40s and 50s. We'll hear some very listenable music from the likes of Jimmy Durante, Jerry Vale, Mel Torme, Bing Crosby, Tony Bennett, Johnny Mathis. And just to let you know what's ahead after that, here are some of the other shows that are in the planning stage. We'll do one focusing on singing groups from the 40s and 50s. And after that, we'll spend an hour listening to songs about dancing. There are so many of them. Dancing Cheek to Cheek, Dancing in the Dark, Come Dance with Me, The Tennessee Waltz, Save the Last Dance for Me. The list just goes on. And then I'd like to drill down a bit and focus on the pop music and pop culture of just one year. I'm thinking of picking a year at random, and if that turns out to be fun, from time to time we can do the same thing in other years. Soon after that, another trip down memory lane in which we'll focus on the emergence of rock and roll. One show will be from my own personal memories, and another one will be from the point of view of what the experts say. It should be fun and interesting. That's all coming up on 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm Sam Waldron. Thanks for listening. And now, Glenn Miller, help us wrap this up. <laughs>